0: Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living. We hope you enjoy this podcast, and for further information, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. First of all, I would like to say that it's good to be with you. I enjoy sharing with the Center for Spiritual Living community. And just aware that the sharing these months, actually this year, has just reminded us reminded me of a depth of connection that transcends physical location so in some respects i am talking to you at a different time and from a different place at a distance in time and space But the reality is that I am sharing with you from a space of deep connection and deep participation in a single life, a single consciousness that we share. One of the blessings that is offered to us during this challenging time of pandemic and physical separation has been the invitation to remember the deeper nature of our being, the deeper nature of all being. So I seek to celebrate that in these moments of sharing. The theme of this time in your community is meditate on these things. And I know that the focus of that is really important and i'm sure that the focus has been on qualities and characteristics of an expanding and enhanced spiritual unfolding but there's a part of me that when i read that theme i got caught on the word things and i thought you know part of our problem is we have a tendency to meditate on things And so I wanted to focus on stop meditating on things Um, because things tend to be how we ascribe value and importance and identity to us in our lives. What are the things we have? What are the things we don't have? What are the things we want? What are the things we don't want? And we get into terrible problems because of the ways in which we identify ourselves with our things, either things we have or things we lack. Here's how it was with Abraham thousands of years ago, firmly a part of the culture in which he lived, just as each and every one of us is firmly a part of the culture in which we live. And he heard a radical call, Lecha, Get you out, Meartsacha, from your land, umimo from the idea of your identification with this particular birth, umibeta vicha, and from the acculturation of your parents and of your community. Let go of all that, because all of that fits in the category of things. And as long as you identify yourself with things, whether things of culture, things of property, things of fame, things of status, things of power, you forget the true nature of your being and the true nature of all being. And ultimately you wreak havoc in the world centuries later centuries later uh, people enslaved were invited out of that enslavement by a radical teacher named Moses who brought again a message transcending things let go of the things with which you've identified yourself and wander into a wilderness of discovery and of possibility and of potential it was moses who brought who brought a a teaching of an i am you know It all actually started with Abraham because the Hebrew where it says, Lech Lecha, get out of your land, Lech Lecha also literally means go to yourself. Rather than going to the external world to fix you, to heal you, to identify you, move inward. And Moses expressed an expansion of consciousness that had moved now several hundred years several centuries past Abraham perhaps half a millennia or a little more into a space of a recognition of an I am a recognition of something that precedes thingness that precedes an identity any kind of identification with anything that's in the outer world it was moses who brought the ten principles the ten utterances later it got called the ten commandments originally they weren't called commandments they were called here's the principles these are the operating principles of reality it's not not commandments and the basic the basic one i am is the eternal one your god i am is the eternal one awakening within each and every one of you as your god i am is the energy that frees you from all enslavements whether that enslavement is to an ancient egypt or whether that enslavement is to the things however they appear in your lives There is no other I than I am. All the principles, all the commandments, all the ways, all the traditions focused on one thing. The text says, the Yad'u, that you should know that I am is the Eternal One, your God. This is the I am that frees you from all enslavements. This is the I am. This is the I am that dwells in your midst, that dwells within you. I am is the eternal one, your God. It's so clear and it's so old and it's so ancient and it's so true. And we just don't seem to be able to get it our attraction to things appears to be irresistible. Moses went up to the mountain in that ancient story to receive the rest of the teaching, the rest of Torah. And we, at the base of the mountain, having had all the drama and all the truth of the 10 utterances grew afraid and in our fear, we needed things. And so we brought our gold to Aaron and we said, make us a thing that we can depend on. And out came the golden calf, you know, the idols, our things are our idols. All the power, all the authority, all the identity that we are, we project outward and think that we can find that which we truly yearn for, that which we truly need, and that which we truly are in the outer world. Moses came down to the sound of rejoicing. You know, he was carrying the tablets, and you have the famous image of he gets angry and he smashes the tablets. And I was thinking this year, Moses broke the tablets because the consciousness with which the people were surrounding that golden calf, casting, projecting their own power, their own consciousness out onto something outside, out onto things, led him to know that had he given them the Torah at that point, it too would have become a thing. It too would have become an idol. It too would have been grasped not as a way of remembering who they are but as a way of avoiding the truth of their being and again thinking that commandments will save or observances will save or doing it right will save we're still attracted to things i have a problem with the law of attraction Uh, Many of you know that law. It's extremely powerful. It has to do with honoring the power of consciousness. And frankly, there is no greater power than consciousness. The I am is awareness. The I am is consciousness. The I am is the infinite creative energy, power, presence, being of it all, of us all. Of I am all and the problem I have with the law of attraction is that it teaches us that if we want to manifest things conditions in our lives we need to focus our consciousness on drawing those things to us on feeling our way into the reality of those things and here's the problem I have with the law of attraction it works it works. If it didn't work, it wouldn't be a problem. But the law of attraction works because consciousness is so powerful. And it's a problem that it works because it encourages us to focus on things, to focus on conditions. It it encourages us. It encourages us to keep our creative energy flowing to bring us more things. I keep discovering in my life that there, yes, there's a yearning. I want more of this. I want less of that. If only I had more of this, my ego says I would feel better. I would be happy. And the truth is many of the things that have manifested in my life, have brought happiness it's just that the satisfaction that things bring doesn't last it's like as soon as i have a filling for the blank if only blank everything would be okay a new blank appears in my consciousness simply because there's nothing There's no thing, there's no condition in the outer world that actually can respond to what it is that we really desire, that we really need, that we really need to remember. The law of attraction is a problem because we decide what we want to attract on the level of ego. to use that law on the level of spiritual unfolding leads us to a very different place, an extremely different place of feeling and moving into that identity that I am, that awareness, that consciousness that is the eternal subject. In all experience, it is the mystery, the essential mystery of all spiritual wisdom. And the ego mind just has such difficulty really allowing it to be. Because that I am that awakens in me and that I am that awakens in you is one I am. And the ego mind has an impossible task trying to allow that as the ego mind perceives the separateness of physical incarnation and buys into it. Yes. The ego is designed to help protect us in maneuvering and navigating this remarkable incarnation. But the ego mind is actually not designed. To let us know who we are. It's designed to let us know how to express more clearly more faithfully more truthfully. The who we are in our world. To awaken. To awaken beyond things and beyond conditions. To lech lecha, as we are called, as Abraham was called, to move into ourselves. To awaken to I am is the eternal one, our God. That I am. Not in an idol, not in a condition, not in a thing. But in a remembering. Remembering to allow us to move to a place of recognizing the essential nature of our being, remembering, remembering the who that we are reclaiming, reclaiming and rejoicing in the who that we are. There's a fascinating, uh, kind of conclusion to the story of the golden calf. In Torah, and that is Moses took the golden calf and uh, ground the the gold into dust and mixed it with water and had everybody who had been dancing around it and had been appealing to that external drink a little of that. Uh, water, And it seems to me that that was a homeopathic remedy, namely the ingesting of a minute amount of the poison in order to help the system remember what it needs to defend itself against, what it needs to remember itself against what it needs to recognize itself against what it needs to rejoice itself against, which is to say that it is possible that every time our ego consciousness naturally, you know, just supported by our culture, supported by our everything, by the consumerist culture in which we live every time we, we get fall out into if onlys, if only I had, if only I was, if only I could, if only I could have, if only I could not have, if only I could incorporate, if only I could let go of, if we could just get to that place where as soon as that opens to whatever extent we go oh ah that i know that yes i could practice focusing consciousness and i could manifest that and it would just lead again to the same place i am in now in that wanting in that yearning in that needing And instead, I need to turn within myself. I need to utilize the emergence of that longing as a cue to remember. The Hebrew word for meditation is hit bodidut, which literally means to be alone with oneself. It's not about creating a different condition that will make us whole. It's not about finding another thing that will bring us joy. It's about moving within. It's about remembering. It's about reclaiming. So I'd like to invite you just for a moment now to take, to take a few moments and breathe yourself into this space with me. If you feel comfortable, allow your eyes to close and remember Remember the body, all the sensations in the body right now, however you're sitting, however you're breathing, whatever's going on in the body. I have a body. And I am more than the body. Anything I have is not what I am. My I My I am has a body. My I am is more than the body. I become aware of the activity of my mind. Judgments, thoughts. A narrative commentary on my experience in every moment. What a remarkable faculty, this mind. Yet I need to remember that I have a mind. And I am more than my mind. I can utilize my mind. But I am not my mind. I have feelings. But anything I have is not who I am. I am eternal subject. Everything, every object is not who I am. It's what I have. I have sensations. I have memories, I have yearnings, I have all kinds of thoughts, I have all kinds of feelings, I have all kinds of distractions. And behind all that, before all that, beyond all that, I am, I am aware. I am always here. And in this I am, there is such abiding peace, such overwhelming joy, such deep well-being. beyond things, beyond conditions, I am. This is the fullness. This is the peace. This is the joy. This is the well-being that my ego truly seeks. from a reliance on the outer world, move into yourself take a breath and remember to be alone with oneself is to awaken to the fullness of all being. And in that fullness, to embrace the ego self to embrace the mind, to embrace the body, to embrace the heart, to embrace each other, to embrace our world. And in that remembering and in that embrace to allow this inner wholeness To flow into our external reality. To allow this inner peace to express itself in our world. To allow this inner joy to bring rejoicing beyond any seeking for things. I invite you to take a gentle breath. Let your eyes open. And remember. Here we are. We are whole. We are perfect. We awaken. As the one I am. Each. In our own. Location in our own time, each behind our own face, our own history. Each of us. Offering, choosing the opportunity to flow the fullness of our being into the reality we share. Wherever you are, know that we are always here. Thank you for allowing me to share with you this morning. May we awaken more fully to the blessings that we are.